You are Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, cuz, we live. We live. Welcome to the Locked On Hornets Podcast. We're coming to you from the Gittimer.com studios in Uptown Charlotte. If you're in sales and need help, visit Gittimer.com today to learn how they can help you do the one thing you want to do, and that's make more sales. You know, sometimes we were talking about this. Sometimes you just have no clue what to expect from things. Really? And I was scrolling down my Twitter feed. I get a notification, and I told you guys, I believe on Tuesday, that I was a guest on the Locked On Wizards podcast with Arthur Renault, who had me on to talk a little bit about the Dwight Howard acquisition in Washington. And I told you how I, and we had led to a, a good Dwight Howard discussion about how tough he is to evaluate, but I feel like. I was pretty clear in that he didn't improve the team. 36 wins the season prior. You trade Miles Plumley and Marco Bellinelli. You get Dwight Howard back. 36 wins again. Yeah. Didn't improve. And I said that exact same thing. You know, I, I did not feel that I left that podcast with a particularly glowing review of Dwight Howard's time in Charlotte. Fair, but not glowing. Correct. Fair, right. Not, Fair. not here to con- just destroy what Dwight did in Charlotte. Brennan, the, you you were not trying to Brennan Haywood him. I was not. Not at all. I did not destroy what he did in the locker room. In fact, I said it was an exaggeration to call him a cancer to the locker room, which people like to throw out. That's not the case with Dwight. I don't think it's I don't think he's a cancer. I think there are some problems that he has in the yeah. locker room with people and there's a lot of players that don't like him. Whatever. I felt like I was fair in that regard. Yeah. So I get a notification today scrolling through my Twitter timeline. Uh-huh. And it's of the Lockdown Horn, Lockdown Wizards podcast. Okay. And quote unquote new pod. We talked to Lockdown Hornets and Walker Mail to get the 101 on Dwight Howard. Is his reputation around the league a bit exaggerated? Can he be a piece that pushes the Wizards over the top? Spoiler: It's time to get excited in DC. <laughs> Check it out, traffic megaphone. <laughs> FML. Look, I it's that sounds I, I that left, sounds like you your interview was extremely positive about yeah. Dwight Howard. But do I not do a, a good job of painting a picture of what are what the thoughts that are going in my head? Because I don't know. I left that thinking, you know what, I hope I didn't crap on the whole Dwight Howard acquisition too much. I felt like I was fair in regard. I feel like yeah. I was objectively fair, and yet spoiler, it's time to get excited in DC. I didn't feel like I was getting the D.C. fans excited for the Wizards this season. Uh, Walker, what did I tell you when you told me all about this? I I think you feeling that I might have gone a little too easy on the Dwight Howard acquisition felt that I probably didn't go hard enough. Yeah. I felt felt like I did. I felt like I did. I tried to warn everyone. I I told people some nice analytic stats that – that went in there that perhaps didn't go along with the box score stats in the Take traditional sense. I, I gave them all the data, uh, straight up Fisdale style, and they weren't biting. But as content producers, we all have to understand that sometimes when we put things out into the world, <laughs> they don't always come out like we think they are going to. And sometimes that can work negatively, and sometimes that can work positively. <laughs> if, if we can be a little bit open here, if yes. you're okay with this pod, Dad. Yes, I am. So we, Proceed, son. So the last show on Tuesday, I think all of all three of us felt like we could have done a better job. We didn't yeah. feel like that was 100% 
the show that we wanted to do for for various reasons, which we don't have to spend time getting into. That's too into. much inside baseball. We don't want to be too transparent with you guys. Right. But just <laughs> just know that we weren't happy with it. And then we get an email from our boss, Head David Locke, who says, way to go, guys. That was a great <laughs> show. Keep it up. Fun. Good job. So you never know how things are going to be interpreted. And and that goes for the listener as well. You sitting there in your car right now. We don't we don't necessarily we just produce this content, we give it out to the world and and hope that you love it. We put it out there and you do whatever you want with it. If, exactly. If you want to flip it 180 degrees, I okay. That's fine with me. However, we're pleasing you guys. You go ahead Ooh. and just keep on listening to it. Oh, you like we, that? Was that, that? That was, <laughs> that was, that was again, that was a little sensual <laughs> right there. I, I didn't know where that was coming from. I looked at Nada. I was like, was Nada thinking that was seductive? And Doug, I look yeah, over through the, through the glass, and Doug is kind of looking at me right in a seductive there. way. I'm just saying, we accept money through Patreon. We also accept retweets <laughs> and follows on Twitter. Five-star reviews are free. Exactly. One of the, one of the many ways that you can help us out. Thank you for listening to us. We're going to please you in a bunch of different ways, apparently. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We have podcasts on nearly every team in the NFL, MEA, NBA, MLB, and fantasy sports. Just search your podcast app for Locked On and your team to get more podcasts. So preseason going to start up in late September for the Charlotte Hornets, and the schedule just released. So we all know about the September 28th game against Boston that'll be held at the Dean E. Smith Center. And now, by the way, just breaking news earlier on today, it's going to be named Roy Williams Court at the Dean E. Smith Center. So just a matter of time for Roy Williams to get that honor in his name, kind of like what you have with Coach K. Court at Cameron Indoor Stadium. Roy Williams gets his court at the Dean E. Smith Center. So... Charlotte Hornets, they're going to be playing on the Roy Williams court at the Dean E. Smith Center on September 28th against Boston. It'll be the first time they've been there in quite a long time, really in the Raleigh area for a long time. They'll be playing that game at 7.30. We told you how to get your tickets there. We talked to John Simon, who is the uh, director of, I, I think, of... Uh, event presentation, I believe, is what it is. So uh, that's we talked to him, and he talked to you about how you can get those tickets. So feel free to visit Hornets.com, and you can go to that game. It starts off the preseason. The next games that you will then go to Boston, September 30th. That's at the TD Garden. October 2nd, it's against Miami. October 8th, they play against Chicago. And October 12th, they play at Dallas. All of those games uh, you can find on WFNZ and Fox Sports Southeast. For two you of can them, watch right? a couple of them. September 28th against Boston, you can watch the Hornets. And then October 2nd, you can watch the Hornets against Miami at Fox Sports Southeast. It's Jason Simon, Jason director Simon. of event presentation. John Simon is somebody. Is there a John Simon a out there? It's a TV character, Hold probably. On. There is a I'm John on. Simon out there. This is why you hired me. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> yes, I hired you. He's a football player. There, it, it is a football player, and he is it for the Seahawks? For, no, he plays for your Colts. I don't know if they did. Well, he used you, to play for the Seahawks. Are they your Colts? Name? Are you a Colts fan as well? Because I know you're a Pacers. Yeah, fan. right, right. So I, I cheer for the Colts. Can you please? I need to be right about this. Can you click on John Simon and see if he played for the Seahawks? Watch him be wrong too. I, I don't. Need to be, I don't I think so. I'm. I'm, I'm, I'm finding out now. He's a linebacker. I think he played for the Texans. I don't and see. He played for the Ravens. I'm done. Play for the Colts. I lost it. You're 0 for 1 right now. I knew there was a John Simon out there, but we talked to Jason Simon, and he was the guy that told you how you could get those tickets. So the preseason schedule released, nonetheless. Yes. And we saw Summer League 
all the focus really on all the younger players there. What yeah. are you looking for in particular in the preseason? We get again, there's five games to be had this preseason. We big talk about Malik Monk's first game, Devontae Graham showing out, Billy Hernan Gomez doing some good things in summer league. What are the number one things that you're looking or the couple of big things that you're looking for once preseason hits us late September? The bench, honestly. The starters have always been able to either perform at a average level or above average. It's always been the bench to bring them down. So I want to see if we can see anything that improves with this bench. The other thing with this schedule that kind of disappoints me is that we don't have that normal 10 a.m. start for a preseason game because the kids would like to go to those games, and that's one of those things. Like, if you're going to grow the fan base even more, I would probably, again, them not having one of those early start preseason games, it's kind of disappointing, not going to lie. So could the center battle go all the way into preseason? Will that be decided by the time uh, we, we get around to some of these games in early October? Or will you know Cody Zeller, Hernan Gomez, and, and Bismack Biombo still be fighting for the, the one, two, and three slot there at center? Also, shooting guard. If if Nick Batum is correct in assuming that 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 Borrego is going to move him to the three slot, which in fairness, why would he throw that out there if there hasn't any kind of discussion? Why? I would imagine exactly. So, what happens to that two slot? Is this will we see the same starting unit that we saw one through four last season, or is there I don't a think you can that ensues. I don't think you can. Can you, how do you sell this to people like us to the fan base? If you bring back the same starting five, meaning and- MKG being the guy yep. that is left out of the fold, the, the right. one way you can justify MKG is James Borrego's emphatic nature that he said he's going to play defense. Like that, th- this team is going to play defense. You can play MK- defense on the bench. Yeah, that's and I, I yeah. would imagine that MKG is the guy that's getting the bench, but. That was the that would be the one way, right? Like, and I wouldn't think that would happen, but that would be the one way just to play devil's advocate, where maybe you could justify putting MKG in the starting lineup after all we've heard from James Brago. Uh, here, here are the things I'm looking for. I, I think the center position, just as you said, Doug, I Cody Zeller is going to start to me. I, I know you feel a little bit differently that Billy Hernan Gomez yeah. is, is giving him a little bit more competition. I I want to see those minutes divvied up and how they are. I want to see what Cody Zeller is getting compared to what Billy is getting because I just think the transition offense, it fits Cody more, but the shooting from Billy in the corner, I wonder how much that plays a role into how what kind of minutes he gets, not necessarily who starts and who finishes and who plays whatever. I, I want to know what situations that you're putting Billy in over Cody. I just think that Nada is throwing out these Billy, this Billy love, these Billy opinions willy-nilly, and to me, wait, frankly, wait, 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 it's, wait, getting, it's getting silly. Keep going. Ah. Wait, 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 what? <laughs> no, 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 no. How dare you? Really? How, how dare you, sir? How dare you? I was I was a fan. I was I was about to start a beat for you so you could just start going in on Billy Hernan Gomez. I want to see that, see how the minutes are divvied up. I also, Doug, same thing, Nick Batum, Malik Monk, how does everybody kind of mesh? And is Malik Monk essentially, it kind of goes to the focus of him, is he the guy getting a starting nod? Because what they have they have attached themselves to the hip with Malik Monk, saying everything positive about him, and I want to see if he is in the starting lineup. Also, with yeah. our with our crush, Devontae Graham, I want to see what he and Tony Parker are getting. Because, again, 12 to 14 minutes for Tony Parker. That's low. It's insanely low. Very low. 16 and a half minutes, as I've said before, was given to Michael Carter-Williams last year. Tony Parker coming in at 12 to 14. There's minutes to be had. 
And I think Devontae Graham could snatch those a little bit. I want to see how they those minutes get divvied up. So we've spent many years under the Clifford regime. And one thing that Steve Clifford was adamant about was solidifying a rotation mm-hmm. and sticking with that rotation, giving guys minutes that they were sure they were getting night to night. And I just wonder if that's going to be Borrego's philosophy as well, or if if we can, or if we're going to get a preview in preseason of what will happen in the season, maybe a shakeup of minutes game to game. I would probably agree with that because I think that if we've heard anything from this team right now, that there's very few guarantees. Kemba, Batum, Malik Monk, everybody else is going to be fighting and scrapping for minutes, and even Monk is somewhat conditional at this point. I do wonder, though, if we're going to start talking about starting roles, if there's not an interesting Jeremy Lamb-Malik Monk battle at the two as well. Yeah, Jeremy, that could get really interesting. And James Borrego was sure. He hadn't been talking about him a ton, but he did make sure at Summer League when there was an interview between him and the, and the guys broadcasting that game that Jeremy Lamb was a playmaker for that team. And James Borrego went out of his way to make sure he mentioned his name just because we haven't heard it a yeah. whole lot. And I don't think that's anything as a message about Jeremy Lamb. I just think it's kind of a guy that's forgotten about because there's so many other pieces to focus on what their roles are going to be next year. When you know what you have in Jeremy Lamb as a as a good bench guy, and that's not a knock yeah. on him. You're you're excited about what he the steps he took last season. Yeah, exactly. And that's the one thing I do like that's the battle I think is going to be the most interesting. Low key other battle I think might be interesting. Depending on how Bridges plays, this could get interesting at the four. This could get real interesting. Well, and it's just the mix, right, of of yeah. what you do with Nick, MKG, Miles, Marvin, Frank Kaminsky. That's however you want to play all those guys. And Nick Batum is going to be the starter, but I, I'm just thinking of guys that are going to be playing together on the court, and then you start to go to the four where Kaminsky, Miles Bridges, Marvin Williams. You know, I, I would expect Marvin to get yeah. the nod at first, and you wonder how much Miles is going to take away from Frank, and we'll see if old Frank, your boy, if he starts to How get dare that bench you as well. Too, sir. That is your boy. If you want to support our show and the amazing people that put it together, consider joining our Patreon community. For as little as $1 a month, you can help us keep making the daily Hornets content that you've come to trust. Go to patreon.com slash LOH. There's a link in the description of this episode. You can get double entries into our contest and access to content before anyone else. Patreon.com slash LOH. Every dollar goes to making this the best Hornets talk in all of Charlotte. We'll take a quick break and come back with more from Locked On Hornets on the Locked On, po- on Locked On Hornets podcast. I'm Walker Mail, Nada Edwards, and Doug Branson. We'll talk to you after the break. You are listening to the Locked On Hornets podcast. We don't want that Pacers talk. Here. You got to respect the satchel. We don't want that Cavs talk. <laughs> what you got, Doug? I have the entirety. I turned this satchel a little loud today. <laughs> Be quiet, satchel. No, we're ba- it's a club banging in here. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. We promised you last show we would get to the top Charlotte Hornets by hair. And we made some provisions today. Yeah. Trying to figure out how exactly we want to rank these guys. We decided that it's not just going to be the hair on their head, but it's also going to be the facial hair. It's going to be maybe some accessories like the headbands, headbands that they wear. We're going to rank them and try to figure out our favorite guys that had some notable feature on their face or their head. And we had to do that, right? Because so many of these guys have a similar look in terms of hairstyle. Uh, through the, through the years, you know the, the the early the early Hornets, a lot of fades, 
Mm-hmm. And, and a lot of people going simple later on. So like we had to, there, there haven't been 10 guys with just extraordinary looks on the top of their head. So we had to add some addendums to this process. So we had just too much stuff going on last show, but we've got here, it was, it was a, an intriguing topic that we just could not get to, but now we're here. So the Hornets, again, they have released all of the Hornets that you can vote on, and it's at hornets30vote.com where you can actually vote for the guys yeah. and, uh, and, and pick your top 10 Hornets of all time. So we're going to choose some of our favorite Hornets based on whatever kind of face Head, cranium, whatever kind of skull feature. Headbands count too. Accessories, of course, are in play here. And so I I think it's safe to say, at least for me, when we were all talking about it, can I go with number one right off the bat? At least in our, I I don't have the top 10. Shoot your shot. But I've got number one. J.R. Reed probably is my number one with that hair. Because remember, he had a couple of different hairstyles. He had the high top fade at first, and then he also had, again, he. Braided again. Nice. You got to sign in real quick. Hold on. <laughs> you got to sign in. You have to you... sign in to vote. Wait, well, yeah. They, you know, listen. This is this is how can, this, this works. This is not done anonymously. Wait, wait. Hold on now. Like, uh, I don't understand. You guys not know how email lists work? This is. I guess not. No, I didn't I know. Don't. I thought you could just vote on it. I thought it was like, just like voting for an all star team. I'm. Like just... Wait, they have a captcha for this. <laughs> it's. They have a captcha for this. You I'm want, yeah, legitimately surprised right now. You can vote. But you're gonna have to work for it. Exactly. You're gonna have to work to put in your top ten hornets go of all confirm time. Confirm my email address. J.R. Reed, though, is my number one. The high top fade, man. High top f- fade is pretty. Is dope. he your number one? No. Who's your number one? It's got to be Walter Herma. No. <laughs> it's got to be Walter. Walter well, is number one. Walter Herman had the long hair. Couldn't that, play a lick. That went about down to his shoulders. That's everyone's like your favorite Bobcat that you go to immediately as a joke. Like who your favorite yes. Bobcat is? Walter Herman is in there. Adam Morrison is in there. Byron Mullins is in there. L- l- look, I'll put it this way: If Adam Morrison at any point was your favorite Bobcat, real or serious, uh, again, serious or joking, I look at you really funny, and I probably do not wish to be in your presence. Uh, well, and you talk about hair. I, I don't. That might be the number one disturbing one because he had the trash stash going 100%. Yes, exactly. And he had the long hair as well. That might be some of the most disturbing hair that we've no, seen. No, he from the had Horns. don't trust me in a room <laughs> with you by yourself. No, I, I wouldn't trust that man to wash my car, well, much less play basketball. I don't, I don't think he trusted him to wash himself. You know about Jerry That Dubbin. too. How right. much trust do you need to have someone wash your car? I feel like this is not a bank transaction. <laughs> this is I don't someone want... washing your car, unless you unless you will leave the car with them, but that seems irresponsible. But He's it's... dirty enough to where like an excess speck of hardened dirt mm. might scratch my car well, on and, accident. And, and this is coming from Jared Dudley mm-hmm. calling him the smelliest dude in the league. Right? Yes. And so he, he said it was gross. He just never showered. Played, of course, here. Jared Dudley, a great Charlotte Bobcat for what he was. For like a half a season. For half a season. But also said that about Adam Morrison. So yeah. Adam Morrison, deserving to be on this list in some capacity, but probably not in the positive way. Exactly. He's the pig pen of the Charlotte, Hornet, of and, Charlotte Hornets right now. And, and some of that, not stalling at all, but I'm still trying to get the Hornets list. Are, yeah, how are we doing with the email uh, list? We're going to probably need to go to the next segment and <laughs> yeah. come back. I'm, oh, I'm uh, in a little bit of an email hell here. So, uh, what, what's going on? Are they trying to get you to no, confirm it's, it's three different fault. emails? It's my, here's the thing. It's my fault because I signed up for the website, but then I did not go and confirm the email address, which is is sort of standard in the world we live in now. You sign up for something, then you have to go confirm. I was irresponsible, forgot, didn't confirm. 
So now I'm working on that. It, it doesn't. It just seems like we're going down a crazy path here to get to this where like, we're sure it's all you. We're sure that there aren't any things about the website that are more difficult than they need to be. No, I think, listen, this is they they want to uh, they want to reach out and, and let you know about the, the 30th anniversary. <laughs> Guys, I, I love you all over there. I'm in marketing. Just, so, like, I get it. I, I get it, too. This is we're voting Hornets here. This isn't like we're buying season tickets. <laughs> it's not like we're letting them wash our car. It's, exactly. That would be way, way too much of a big transaction to just trust anybody with. That That's way too, way too trustworthy. Um, exactly. So we'll go to Nick Batum and what his Twitter vote was for the top 10, top 12. He adds a couple more what his top Hornets yeah. team would be. And pretty good. I think pretty respectable list that he has here. How so, close is it to your list? Oh, uh, we're not going to give any spoilers here, Nada. Nice try, though. First <laughs> team for him, it was Kimball Walker, Del Curry, Glenn Rice, Larry Johnson, and Alonzo Mourning was his first team. Yeah. Coming off the bench, he had Muggsy Bogues, B. Diddy, Gerald Wallace, Anthony Mason, and Big Al. And if he wanted to add 12, he said he would put Jamal Mashburn and Kendall Gill. None more happy about the list. A very respectable list. None more happy than our old Doug Branson saying that it would look a lot like his list had he actually made a team to go out and battle with all-time Charlotte Hornets. Can't seem to find the email that they sent. Maybe it's in my spam folder. We'll check that out. <laughs> so Doug keeps on trying to figure out what yeah. is. I Do you have any problems with what Nick Batum put out there? I I really wish I could say I did. Like he's like, this and is not exactly things. the old school Charlotte Hornet that is just entrenched in history. I no. mean, there had to be some research done here on his part. There had no, there was some research, and he's again, if anything, he shows he's a basketball historian. He respects where he comes from, the franchise that he plays for, and it, this should probably endear him to some of the fans. Hopefully, that were off the Nick Batum bandwagon. I, or at least I hope so. It's time for forgiveness. It's time to bridge the gap. And Doug, have you finally? Are we confirmed? Are we confirmed? Are we ready to go? Uh, not yet, not quite. Do we have emails? What I thought I saw it. How many times have you had to enter passwords and emails in different search bars? It's like that movie, The Net, with Sandra Bullock. I am, uh... <laughs> is it is it that elaborate? <laughs> yeah, there's there's all kinds of I have to enhance. If you want to vote for DJ Augustine, we're going to make you work for it. Yes. If you want to vote for Nick Batum, we're going to make you work for it. Just a couple of the guys that are on this list. I will say who's on this list. So they give you, I think it was 44 that we counted up last yes, time. Yes, All the players that are on my list were listed here, which is always a good sign. I mean, I did have 14 to work with as a buffer zone, but still it was a good list, though. Uh, you know. I mean, I, I don't think that's saying anything. I'm just crazy. glad it's your list. Again, it's your list. <laughs> I want nothing to do with this list. I'm just glad that, again, this is a nice little ego boost for you. Walker. I, I was. I thought it was a good e ego boost for me. I thought it was a fantastic list that here we now have the players in front of us. And we put Walter Herman, who's not on my list. I'm sorry to say if you thought he'd be in the top 16. Walter Herman is not on my list. Adam Morrison not as well. But some of the guys that we have talked about before who have some of the best hair. Yeah. What about Vlade Divac with the nice Eastern Straight European Straight out of look? Gastonia? <laughs> it's, it's a nice European look. Kind of just... Floppy had the the beard that was just kind of going full. fresh out of the men's club with it's, a couple of Marlboros. He does Bender, <laughs> Bender beard. Yeah, <laughs> Vlada Divac has a nice distinguished look. I uh, think we can vote now if you're ready. Um, okay, I, okay, let's do it. All right, let me so put, let me put it up on the screen for the Twitter people. Yeah, put it up on the, for the Twitter people, and um, we'll try to go at it here. So. People on this page, I think you have to go Baron Davis because the headband yeah. is iconic Absolutely. here, Charlotte. Right. So we'll go with Diddy. 
Uh, to his left. How about Del Curry? Del Curry's got a nice head of hair in that picture. Yeah, but again, if we're going to talk about high top fades, he's not like top two or top three. I on, feel like on we're good enough to put history. him top ten, though. Correct. Let's come back. Let's All right, we'll come back, come back to, to that. Is Vlade there? I I don't know. If, let's let's go back. Let's go up real quick, though. Yeah, if you we don't got, mind. Got to go up. I don't think anybody there is making this list. Yeah, no. Chapman, Carroll, Eldon Campbell, Scott Burrell, DJ no. Augustine, Nick Batista. Let's go GL. Let's go to GL. All right. Yeah. Uh, Matt Geiger, that's automatic. And check. I hate, again, that's y'all two endorsing that. Stop. He needs to be on there. Mr. Absolutely. Matt Geiger, I I, I don't want to – that's that's preposterous. If you don't think that he needs to go on this list, then you need to stop. Hey, did you guys know that Matt Geiger once had hair? Wait, what? He wasn't always – Look at this! I got I, I pulled up his card, his rookie card. Wait, he had from hair? the NBA draft. Look at that, Matt Geiger. It was it was it was receding a little bit. Sure. So as you were looking for Matt Geiger facts, you were scrolling down, and he once had. We hair. had to squint a little bit, and I told you to scroll back up, and it indeed was a basketball card. Yeah. Of Matt Geiger with a nice flowing head of brown, luscious hair that eventually he just chopped all off. Yeah. So interesting fact, we deprived them of a Matt Geiger fact of the day in the last show. Well, there you go. You got it. And so now we got our Matt Geiger fact of the day. Sorry, we'll try to put Steve Bob and his 30 seconds of fame in the next time, but at least you got your Matt Geiger fact of the day. So Matt Geiger getting voted here. Uh, Armin Gilliam, I nah. will come back. Kendall Gill needs to be on. Gill needs to be on here. Yeah. Now that is a good fade. That is that a, is a really good fade. You're talking about just well done. We fade. might have to put out like Big Al might deserve to be on this list. Oh what? I oh just the beard for the just, beard alone. For, I mean that is a really tight, really nice, really full. Say we got to come back beard. to that one. No, I'm no. Sorry. The question is though, did he color it? Did he? Because it was no. it was really dark. It looks dark. I mean, like almost. Inhumanly dark. There's a story I think I've told you before, but I've never told on the podcast. I was at Media Day a couple couple of years ago. I think it was the either the second second to last or no, I'm sorry, it was the 48 win season and it was a preseason game. And I and remember Jeremy Lin had that crazy spiked hair at the time, and so I asked Al Jefferson, who's got the best hair on the team, and he goes, "Me, of course, I got baby hair." In the most Mississippi way possible. He's got baby hair. Yes. Put that man on the list. Y'all have Matt Geiger on there. Put Big Al on that list, too. All right. Well, please, Nada. We'll right, put, he's got baby hair. We'll put, we'll put Al Jefferson on the list. Uh, how about what about Larry Johnson's hair? It looks well done in that picture. Like, Is that somebody? I don't think you notice him for his hair, though. I'll say this. For, Are we counting the tooth as an accessory? Yes, we well, do. But yeah, because the headband, it wasn't the it's, headband's not hair. It it is it counts. It counts. Come on. Come that on. counts. That's All a right, great point. Larry. Larry Johnson Golden, makes the list. Golden Larry. Uh to go down the list, Eddie Jones, Frank Kaminsky, MKG, Brevin Knight, Jeremy Lamb. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna cape for Frank Kaminsky here because, because he does the different stuff with he, it. He's doing different stuff yeah. with it. He's slicking it back sometimes. He was the Jeremy Lynn of the team last year in terms of hairstyle changes. All right, I'm okay. Put that uh, on there. Okay, I'm, go I'm, ahead. I'm on there. Five. I'm my we've gone six of ten. Now let's go to the next list, please, if you don't mind. The next list is from M to Z. These are the final Charlotte Hornets: Jamal Mashburn, Anthony Mason, Alonzo Mourning. Check with that line through the hair. Are yes. we all in agreement? Yes. Uh, that was on purpose. That wasn't like a scar or anything. He no, just, that no, no, he did he, that on purpose. That was a and, and well done. I might add. He's from DC. That was on purpose. Yeah, Alonzo oh, cool. Morning. Good job there, uh, Johnny Newman. No, thank you. Omega Mason Okafor. might belong on this list. Uh, go back up to Mason. 
I don't think, think so. Mason's so bald for the most of it. I mean, I think we just are shocked that he had hair with his time with the Hornets because he was so bald with the Knicks the whole time. Yeah. So maybe that's we're just shocked that he had hair. Uh, Bobby Phils, Kurt Rambis. Rambis. Yeah, okay. Yeah, Rambis for Rambis, Rambis, gla- Rambis for everything. Glasses, the hair. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, the glasses. As if the glasses weren't enough, then you have the hair kind wait, of. Wait, wait, wait. Did we just get past Jr. Reader? No, no, we selected okay. him already. Jr. was number one for us. Okay. That was before the email debacle okay. of 2018. Uh, Glenn Rice, Jason Richardson, Kelly Trapuca is an immediate. Jackie play. Moon, yeah. It's Jackie Moon. It's here. the Jack Sigma. It's the white boy fro. Kelly Trapuca needs to it's go on every every great eighties sitcom dad. <laughs> I mean, it's great. It's except like my, for Alan Thick. Except uh, Alan Thick had better hair than that. No, well, Kelly Trapuca. It's the poofy, cur- almost curly hair, and then you got Cody Zeller next to him. It looks like dad then and dad now. All right, like, <laughs> Zeller's got the dad now hair. Yeah, Cody Zeller might be. How many we've got? We've got oh, we've got ten out of ten. Now the one guy we did not vote for that oh, I man. might want to vote for is Gerald Wallace. Well, who do we? So we who, who needs someone. to be ki- ki- kicked out here? Frank. No. Is Frank the guy that needs to be kicked out? No. Frank. I, if anyone, it would be Big Al. No, 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 no. How dare you? Or how dare you? Or Larry Johnson. Larry Johnson, maybe. Is yeah. that? I think Larry Johnson might be the deal guy. with the Gerald Twitter Wallace, wrath of taking Larry Johnson off. It, it's all hair, baby. We're not going for the. We're well, not it's going all for it's all talent. it's all head accessories. And Gerald Wallace had the headband. He had the cornrows. He had the nice. I went the mouthpiece. To, yeah, I went to a mouthpiece. Charlotte Bobcat Golden State Warrior game before Steph Curry and the Warriors were Steph Curry and the Warriors, and they gave a shooting sleeve giveaway. And I still have that Gerald Wallace shooting sleeve. That is That's true very too. cool. They gave away headbands as well, believe in a different game. But Gerald Wallace deserves to be on the list. All right, let's cast oh, a we vote. Could we, have, we could have ridden in Walter Hermann. Oh, we should. Oh, man, we should have. Do you think they just look at this list and just toss it out? Like one time. Well, sir, they just want the email, man. Do I have I, to explain marketing to marketing <laughs> what I want to you guys? You understand, like, all of this is about the I would email. feel like I yeah. could get in the email, though, to vote. And you couldn't even do that until we gave you five minutes, though. So yeah. I feel like. The marketing on your end was, was all right, but you just couldn't get in there. I did. Ow. I feel like what this would happen, I feel like the example of what just happened here is if they were to throw this out. One time, I mean, for our, my senior year at high school, we had senior superlatives where we could just vote for everybody. Oh, no. And people just ran away with it, did not be serious. What was your? They were what, not. What was yours? Well, they weren't. I, I don't. Well, we got rid of them because nobody was serious about their senior superlative award, and all the yep. teachers would just read the ballots and say, this isn't serious. Okay, you lose your sen- senior superlative privilege. So okay. I feel like that might what just be happening here. G- yeah, Gwelly's going to look at this Gwelly's and gonna go look like, these it. jokers, get them out of no, here. Frank Kaminsky, best, best 10 Hornets of all time, and you left out Larry Johnson. I wonder if they could tell if we clicked and then selected again, like it was actually in deep thought of Frank Kaminsky or Larry Johnson as the top 10 Hornets of all time. If Facebook has taught me anything, it's that... Yes, they are monitoring everything that we're doing. I would imagine so. It's I'm scary. Now are we ready to cast this vote? Yeah, no, I'm well. ready. I'm ready to cast it. There we don't we need any write-ins. I'm fine with. What, I'm fine with what I we do. Want to submit my votes? There you go. You've been. We've. Oh well. We've been entered to win a 30th anniversary prize pack, which we will give away on the show if we happen to win. Nice. What nice. kind of sho- should we go for? Some shoe sizes. What What's the universal shoe size we should go for? Like 12. 11? 12. 12? I was thinking somewhere around there. All right. Is well, that the again, universal shoe small size we should go? Yeah. 11 or 12? 
11 oh. and a half. Do we be <laughs> oddly specific? Yeah. <laughs> we'll go 11. All right. Let's All go right. for 11. Yeah. I won't put my phone number on Twitter. All right. We'll see. Yeah. I yeah that's a smart idea. I would imagine that's a pretty good idea. So we'll see if we can win those shoes and we can give those out if we can win whatever kind of prize pack based on the Charlotte Hornets, who had the best hair, who had the best head accessories of all time. We're going to take a quick break. We'll come back with more back to my top 30 Charlotte Hornets of all time list, and we'll get to Doug's best beer of all time list. Stick around with the Locked On Hornets podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. You are listening to the Locked On Hornets podcast. Now, here's the funny part. I was listening to this to prep it for the show, and um, my wife walks in and was like, what are you yeah. listening right to? That's a little scary cool. if, if you don't have the context. If you walk in and you start hearing that, yeah. that's Darth Vader. I didn't have pants on. That didn't help <laughs> yeah, either. No, um, it's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. That might be my favorite transition. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. Nada always laughs hysterically every time that one comes on, and then it gets me laughing even more. And, by the way, speaking of Doug's wife, I learned that <laughs> she is <laughs> in a very weird way. I learned that All right. Doug Branson's wife is tw- quite the Twitter savant. Yes. Yeah, much. producer Katie loves uh, loves Twitter. Katie the Grady, which is a – I th- think it's a great handle. Makes me think of – Tracy McGrady. Yeah, Katie check it McGrady. out. See, if you search great. social media Katie, C-A-I-T-I-E, she usually comes up. Yeah, great follow, especially if you love the Bachelor franchise or the Bachelorette. Uh, she is on her Twitter game when it comes yes. to that show. I, I scrolled a little bit and found that she had a tweet, good 30 retweets, and something like over 300 likes. That's more than I've ever got. Ever. That's for sure. Same. Same. I my The best tweet I've ever had, You know, the best tweet I've ever had, and it's not even close, it's... <laughs> it's an Arnaldos Kuboka tweet. Oh, wow. That ha- was the wow. best tweet I've ever had. 57 likes, about 10, 11 retweets, getting some love from people that got the blue check mark next to him. I don't know what Lithuania basketball players do to people on social media, but apparently they're all about him. Just wait until he makes the top 10 list. No, he's going to make best it. Best Hornet of all time. And, by the way, if we want to go best hair, maybe best outfit, we can go back to that picture of him as a kid wearing a Charlotte Hornet starter jacket. Very true. And that one is a great look for the Lithuanian basketball player, now drafted in the second round exactly. by the Charlotte Hornets. He's like the Jordan from The Bachelorette, who should be the next Bachelor. And, and see, I, I have no... Welcome, yeah, that's Katie. the best hair of all time. That needs to be our write-in. <laughs> that should have been our write-in. Uh, look at that hair, man. That is bowl cut meets mullet. Look at that. That is a fantastic head of hair. And it just grew like that. No iron <laughs> necessary. <laughs> I don't... I, I have no idea what y'all are talking about. I regret. And look look what he looks like now. I mean, look, That is a, a legitimate good head of hair in his profile pic, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, look at that hair. There's a reason he picked that as his Twitter profile. How did we not vote him in? That seems like a f- massive failure on my pod dad right now. I, I apologize. You have failed your children. I apologize to you. I apologize to the listeners that Arnaldus Kubolka did not make the list for the all-time Hornets. With the best hair, because that alone, I don't even know how old he is in that. He looks extremely young, but that one was like alone 10, right? deserves for, for him to be in that list. All right, we'll move on to the list now. Doug, can you give us your best 
beer of all your 16th, I guess, best beer of all time in Charlotte history. Number 16 is tough because I'm not exactly sure how to say it, and I did I did not ask Matt McKenzie, whose list I stole from the internet, how to say this one. But the 16th, I'm going to give it my the old college try here, my best shot. The 16th best Charlotte beer, according to this list that I stole from the internet, is Sistema Notreve. I think it's Notre. Notre Vey. Probably because it's Latin. What it's N A T V R, <laughs> and then the 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 Greek thing where they put the A and the E together back to back, like they're in some kind of action oh, movie, Greek. like it's the Bad Boys like photo. <laughs> it's the A and the E together. I'm not sure what sound that makes. No, it's, it's a vey. 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 I'm gonna let you guys do it. I don't know. All right, this is from D9 <laughs> Brewing Company in Cornelius. It's available really? at various times during the year. Matt McKenzie writes. Each version of this D9 Sour Ale series is fermented with wild lactobacillus and wild yeast and includes a couple of unique ingredients. The second edition, brewed with scuppernong and lily, won a gold medal at the 2016 Great American Beer Festival. Hmm. One of the best explanations I think we've gotten so far. Yeah, no. Bacillus. That sounds like there's milk and yeast in there, and I'm not necessarily sure. Yeast. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I want to drink a, like a milky beer. That it's, doesn't sound all that entertaining. They got some good milk stouts out there. Yeah, I guess Duck Rabbit. That's North Carolina beer, right? Very or am I wrong so. about that? It's probably on the list too. Duck Rabbit is good. Uh, I didn't mean to spoil your list. I can't reveal what's on my list that I took from that. You can I'll, Google it though. I'll reveal who's 16 on my list on the best Charlotte Hornets of all time. Are we ready for number 16? I've never been more ready for anything in my entire life. 15 more after this one. What about not? Yeah. Oh, we're about to enter the top Top 15. Whoa. This is the one Hornet that barely missed the top 15. Now, okay. I think you ruined it. I think you just ruined it right there. I'm sorry. I think you ruined it because now you're trying to shed some kind of negative light on this. I really don't appreciate it. It probably deserves some negative light. No, it doesn't. You guys. You guys. David Locke's going to love this. this (laughs) I'm telling you, don't put any negative light on this. Coming in at 16, according to Walker Mail on the top 30 Charlotte Hornets of all time, it is the late, great Bobby Phils. Now I feel really bad. I'm trying to tell you. And you wanted to shed some now kind of negative light. Now we've proven that we don't, we really, we're not faking here. We really don't know <laughs> yeah, each other's There lives. you go. I almost had to maybe switch it up in my head because of the things. And it's not like you guys destroyed it, but I might have just gone with a different name. Bobby Phils comes in. <laughs> Sorry about that. That's a bad mistake. <laughs> it's a very bad mistake. How are you feeling, Nada? You know. You all right? No, no. You okay? I, I really wish I didn't say anything. You now. all right? Done? I, I you guys re- good? You guys going to let me say my list from now on? You guys no. be all right? No. You guys going to stop with the criticism? Of course um, not. So That's Bobby nice. Bobby Phils comes in at 16. And a little bit more serious tone on this one. Look, there's obviously some sort of sentiment within this one. Yeah. I don't think it can be absent when you evaluate this particular one. I, I've been big with sentiment being in some of these players, right? Bobby Phils, I don't think there's really much of an argument against it. So you do have that. It can't be absent when evaluating what he meant to the Charlotte Hornets. And again, we're talking about someone whose sole supersized jersey hangs in the Raptors at Spectrum Center right now. And for the younger fans, explain yes, what, absolutely. why he means what he means to the Hornets. So with Bobby Phils... Bobby Phils died tragically during the 2000 Charlotte Hornets season, allegedly racing another Charlotte Hornet great, David Wesley, down Tyvola Road, 
and suddenly veered into westbound Tyvola Road and hit another car with that car actually hitting him driver's side. So Bobby Phils, again, tragically dying at the age of 30 during some really good Hornet seasons that he gave us with the Charlotte Hornets. And it was a very sad moment in this city's history that gets remembered not only locally, but even nationally. You have seen some pretty cool pieces done on Bobby Phils, not only what he was as a basketball player, but revered as a human being. Some very cool stories. uh, And we can go back to his college basketball history, played for the great legendary coach Ben Job, who yeah. also coached Avery Johnson at Southern University. Mm-hmm. Bobby Phils would call Ben Job constantly, and their relationship was as strong as ever during the NBA as well. And you're talking about not too many guys that come out of Southern University to go on to play in the NBA. And by the way, yeah. Bobby Phils played very well. So with that story giving the maybe younger listeners some kind of background as to why there is more sentiment beyond with this pick – it was also understood that Bobby Phils, it was lost the kind of player that he was. If he didn't tragically, again, if, if he didn't die 30 years old, Bobby Phils still on this list. And Michael Jordan, that probably is the best evidence of all that Michael Jordan praised Bobby Phils for how tough he was to go up against defensively. And in 1996, Michael Jordan specifically remarked that Phil was the toughest defender that he had ever faced. Number one. That's huge break. We're talking about Joe Dumars and the Detroit Pistons battles. We're talking about a lot of good defenders back in those uh, Gary days. Gary Payton and the Gary Payton and the Supersonics. Yeah. That was, again, he says Bobby Phil's 96, I believe 96, was the Supersonics year. Yes, it that was. That Michael Jordan faced them. So Bobby Phil's, again, getting the recognition not only because of the sentiment, but because the guy's a good player, will continue to go down his stats. Average close to 40% shooting from beyond the arc in the couple of seasons, the full seasons that Bobby Phil's yeah, his played. Def- his, his game absolutely travel travels well to nowadays. He'd have it, been a perfect 3 and D guy. It really would have been. 40% shooting, really 38 and 39 and a half, so close to 40% from beyond the arc. Never scored less than 10 points per game in his three years here in Charlotte, including the second year where he averaged 14 points per game and defensively there was some great audio from Steve Smith and Isaiah Thomas who spoke on I think a couple of years ago when they discussed Bobby Phil's death that his defense was also very good not only did we just drop Michael Jordan's comment on Bobby Phil's but also respected just throughout the league it's not just Michael Jordan giving him that which would be enough so 16 coming in today I felt like 16 for Bobby Phil's and correct me if I'm wrong with you guys I felt like that was a good spot for him because I think we're entering another I feel like Bobby Phil's and on we're entering a different tier of Charlotte Hornets. yeah Rex Chapman to me was 17, and I thought about maybe including him in. I thought maybe that was the transition, the bridge of maybe the two tiers of Charlotte Hornets in all-time history. No, Bobby Phils is a perfect transition. Bobby Phils, I feel like, now we're going into, one, a good player, again, the sentiment surrounding him, but also we're people like to clown the history of the Charlotte Hornets and the players that have come through this oh, organization. Yeah. I feel like there's some good players that we're about to enter as soon as we get to 15. And I know like, me, there, there's some really special players. I know me and you have talked about this before. Again, we start clowning the history and the quality of the players that have played here. Start looking at some of the other teams. Go look at the Nets. Go look at the Clippers. Go look at the Cavs, for instance. They don't have 10 really good players. 15 and up for the Charlotte Hornets fa- franchise is going to be some really damn good players. Yeah, and I think 16 and up, you're right. I, I think we're going to start hitting those players that, yes, they performed well on the floor during the time that they were a member of the Charlotte Hornets, but they also, most of them, 
meant something to the city in a certain way. So we're going to start to get that narrative aspect as well, and that's big with Bobby Phils. A hundred percent, and I feel like it was the perfect bridge, and not just because of the circumstances that surrounding that surrounded his legacy, but I feel like it just fit from that transition, going from Rex Chapman at seventeen, Bobby Phils at sixteen, entering some really some really good players mm-hmm. at, at the top fifteen. And again, real quickly before we end the show today, the top fifteen. It's the the hardest part about doing a Hornets list that I found. It's the longevity and how much merit you put into that. For instance, the Jason Richardson conundrum that we started this whole thing yeah. off with. No doubt, a, a great player in his one season with the Charlotte Bobcats. I don't think you're going to get everybody to agree on how much how important he was within that one season because it was great. But again, he did it just for one year. We're going to run into a couple of guys where. They performed very well for the Hornets organization, but it wasn't a, a too many years that they played here with the Hornets. Maybe one, maybe two, maybe three. Just not too many guys that played too long in a Charlotte Hornets uniform. And it's why we we love Kimba Walker so much here. And it's yeah. why it's so hard to get rid of, of Kimba Walker, who's been here for a long time and has done so well. So basically what you're telling me is after this pick, we can I can criticize with impunity. Uh, yeah. Probably we should go back that, to that. That, that, that. You know what? That's all I needed to know. I, I know. I, I know that's the number one thing you're here for, that you want to try to criticize anything that I can do here with the Charlotte Hornets pick. So mm-hmm. I, I give you mm-hmm. I, I give you uh I give you that I give you that blessing, I guess, if you will, that you can go ahead and do that. All right, we'll take uh we'll take this to the end here today for the Lockdown Hornets podcast. Well, we'll be back on Tuesday. And Tuesday, we'll come back again with Walker Mail, Nada Edwards, and Doug Branson. If you love this podcast, again, make sure you're checking out all of what the Locked On Podcast Network has to offer. You can visit LockedOnNetwork.com today to get updated on every single team every single day. Hey, I just got confirmed. I just got the email. I'm confirmed, guys. The, the email's in? <laughs> the email's in. We're confirmed. We are entered Everything's good. Hornets30.com, Hornets30vote.com. Go check it out. It is it is pretty cool. All right. Check, check it out. I hope we get another maybe email saying that we won some <laughs> shoes for you guys. Those 11s hopefully come in soon. We'll talk to you guys again on Tuesday.